Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Isusu Christu. Please be seated. And Jesus reached out <coughs> and gave, raised up the man to life and gave him back to his mother. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This widow was without an identity because without a male household head, you really weren't much in the Jewish community. So the prestige of a Jewish woman was her husband and her male children. And of course, a young lady, it was her husband. Things have changed radically, and I don't think for the better. I like to think of the romances in the Bible. They're beautiful. They show men of integrity and faith, and they show men who have great concern for their mother and for their wives and for their daughters. That's what we think Christian men should do. And we should be very careful. Paul is even stricter. He says it's a good thing if a man keeps his virgin at home, that his daughters do not marry. It's more superior than giving her off to a man. Now, in our tradition, you know, you have to get the permission of the father and the mother for marriage. Now, even of the parish priest. So anyway, I had a couple visiting me this weekend, and I always got a kick out of them. Uh, the wife was a New Yorker, and she had that New York attitude. And I was pastor in Spokane then, and she came out, she knew I was a New Yorker. We had to learn to tone down our bravado out here on the West Coast. Although our morals were much better than what we found on the West Coast, uh, our bravado brought, came with us from the East Coast. And you got to realize most people on the East Coast, they know that California's out here, but nothing else. They can't figure out where Washington and Oregon are, actually. In fact, once you pass the Mississippi, all hope is lost. That's the way they feel. 
interesting. So anyway, she'd come out when he wasn't working. I was a chaplain at the base. And uh, <clears throat> she'd come out on Saturdays and help with the paperwork in the office. And she did this for quite a while. I said to her, well, what's your, what are you going to do? You know, she said, well, I'm going to become a nun. And I said to her, uh, well, have you visited any uh, convents? Did you visit some nuns? They're going to take you or not? Well, I'm thinking about it. So this went on for a while. And then one Saturday she came out and uh, she says, I found somebody. I said, you did. You better bring him to the rectory. So he came in. He's a good man, military man, pretty good rank, enlisted man, smart. And I figured she could, they could deal with each other well. And I said to him, are you a practicing Catholic? Well, I'm a Catholic. I said, well, you don't need to come in the door then. Because this girl will not marry you unless you're a practicing Catholic, because I won't permit it. And she'll listen to me. So to make a long story short, he knew what he had to do. He revives his practice of his faith. And they're married many years now. It's getting near 50 years now. And uh, they have about seven children. And uh, they're getting older. And they're still together. And there's fidelity between them. It's a marriage. It's a, they say in Yiddish, it's a match. All parents should be careful, especially with their girls. They got themselves into some mess. I used to, couples would come in to get married, and I'd sit there. Our bishop required us to them them counseling for six months. And I would do that. I'd give 10 sessions. And I'd do psychological testing, you know. I'm a psychologist, you know that. Pastoral psychologist. And I determined whether they could get along together. The priest tells you you can't get along together. Don't get married. Person's not practicing Catholic. Don't get married. There's no glue for the marriage. So anyway, I've married. I've married so many people now. I can't remember. And. Uh, Sometimes I insisted that they had to get married. Other times I told them they couldn't. I only reviewed about three couples, actually. This is structure. 
of fidelity. Now, what about a mother? She wants her son to have a good wife. Today, hard, find, hard to find. So we look at the big icon over there of the Cana feast. And uh, the couple are there with their marriage crowns. And our ladies talking to their son because the wine was inferior. Dad, she says, they need more wine. He says, well, my hour is not yet come. He didn't want to start his, he, he did start his public ministry, but he didn't want to probably make a miracle right then. But she insisted and he did it. There she is. I had some ladies tell me, it's very interesting, that uh, she was very interested in that marriage because that wedding but she never had a wedding. Our Lady and St. Joseph were betrothed, but they were never had the marital embrace. Without that, it's not a marriage. Interesting. And that has to be done as blessed by God. This mother who lost her son, was a widow. She completely lost her identity. Now, most ladies, or I don't know most, but some do not get along with their mother-in-law. That's too bad. They particularly don't get along with her if that wife is not good to her son. So women are, mothers are very thick with their sons and dads are very thick with their daughters. Better to keep her at home and protect her than to get her into a mess. Now, you know, these people come in to get married, they're sort of mesmerized with each other. And we do on church, we do a lot of checking and figure out what's going on and background check, all that stuff. You know, they're just mesmerized with each other. One month after the wedding, they won't be. But they're married. They've got to have fidelity in that marriage. She, this girl, if she's a good girl, she's a virgin, she's inquisitive about a man. And men, you know, they like women. So it's a big mystery, but after a while, it's not a mystery. So some years ago, I married this couple, and they were married not quite a year. And he wanted to come in and talk to me. And he said to me, Father, we're going to have a baby. I said, yeah. I said, that's the normal situation. Said, but I hardly know my wife, and now we're going to have a baby. I said, well, you're going to have a little stranger. That's fine. But what did you get married for? Fun and games? That doesn't work. 
marriage is about children, the family, and the sacredness of the family. And raising your children in the Holy Catholic faith. If that happens, I bet you even the widow of name would be happy. But where she was, she had no future. She had her son, he wasn't married, she had no grandchildren, her, her life was not what it should be. All those things make a wonderful patina to life. Now we all have ideas, it's about the young people, they have ideas, and they don't want to listen to mom and dad, but sooner or later, they find out they made a mistake by not listening to mom and dad. They could have used their wisdom and helped them along the way. This boy was a treasure to her. Every child is a treasure. I can't imagine what Our Lady thought about our Lord when he was born, because he was not only her only begotten son, but he was God. And she became a queen. She was the mother of the King of Heaven. And some years ago, I read a novel. It wasn't a historical book. It was a novel about St. Luke, sort of based in scripture. And of course, St. Luke, the fathers tell us, was very uh, knowledgeable about Our Lady and the gospel he wrote because it's dominated by her and it's dominated by the birth of Jesus. That's just like a mother, isn't it? Any woman could figure that out when they read that gospel. And anyway, uh, St. Luke was one of the 70, and uh, she probably taught him a lot. Sometimes you wonder why our Lord died and left Our Lady among the apostles. Well, for a couple of reasons, of course, for she, left, she said to John, behold your mother. And he said to her, behold your son. She probably had a lot of secret knowledge having raised the Christ child. And she had a lot of love. And she could share that. And of course, when she fell asleep in the Lord, The Lord took her body and soul into heaven. It wasn't fitting that the body that gave birth to Jesus Christ should undergo corruption. It had to go to heaven, and he took it. Right now, sort of lucky, I found a relic of the Blessed Virgin. How is that possible if she all went to heaven? Well, they had some of her hair. 
and I have a little locket with her hair, a piece of one of her robes, and, they, and her, not, not her milk, but the uh, scrapings of the wall in Bethlehem where she nursed the baby. And uh, they call it the Milk of Mary. Of course, it's with the room where she, she was nursing the baby. All these things are very human. All these things at the same time in the life of our Lord and Lady teach us of the incarnation and what we should be, what marriage should be. We live in a society that's in collapse. They no longer appreciate the family. They no longer appreciate mothers and fathers. And our children go to school and they teach them they should do anything they want to do. And we know, we older people know, they wind up ruining their lives and sometimes they try to kill themselves. It's because of the environment in which they live, life is cheap. We live in an environment of death. We don't live in an environment of love like the Holy Family. Like God the Father sends his son to die on the cross out of his great love. He gives his great gift. Abraham was going to kill Isaac to please God, but God said no. He sent a lamb. Every male child that's born of woman belongs to God. That's in the Bible. Interesting. They're all like a little Christ child. It's difficult to see your children go wrong. It's more difficult to see them not going to confession and receiving the sacraments. It's even more difficult for parents to see them not valuing the family. So my grandmother, I talk about her a lot. She said that was the worst thing that ever happened in our society was divorce. And it was introduced to us in the West by Henry VIII. He's not in heaven. And from that, they figured if the king can get divorced, everybody can know it's wrong. So in the prayers, it says the two become one flesh. And in Genesis, it says that Adam was lonely and he asked for, asked for a helpmate and then God took out part of Adam's rib, we say, we call a woman Adam's rib, and he gave her a helpmate, but she led him astray. 
But a more beautiful woman came, the Holy Theotokos, and she made reparation for the fall of woman and greater, gave her a greater dignity. I just read some months ago a book called The Fall of Mary. And we're talking about the fall of the dignity of women in our society. Sad. We should always, gentlemen, be gentlemen. If you become a celibate, you should respect the women and be a spiritual father to them. Not too close, though. If you become a husband, you have a grave obligation to lead your wife to the heavenly kingdom. Wives should obey their husbands in all good things. Paul tells us that. If she doesn't do that, her husband loses face amongst his children and he don't teach them how, to, especially the men, how to be good men. And he doesn't teach his daughters what a good husband is. And all the values that we're now talking about in our society are just ignored. We're in for big trouble. In fact, we're in big trouble. I've been a counselor over 50, I'm ordained 53 years. I started counseling after, especially in the military, they sent me to courses. The reason marriage doesn't work is that people forget they have to sacrifice. What is the model for marriage? The monastic life. Or an ascetical life where the monks sacrifice for each other and pray for the families and the church. What did Jesus do for marriage? He made it a sacrament, a cause of grace. Now, if the woman in the gospel today had lost her son, she would have lost all her relationship to that. So what about widows? Widows, it says in Acts of the Apostles, we're supposed to take care of them. If they're young and they're lonely, marry them off. But above all, take care of them. What about widows without children? Sad. But the community must treat them like dedicated monks, holy widows. They're a treasure to us. And their job, just like the monks, is to pray.
This widow in the gospel was put there for a purpose to teach a lesson to men and to women. Actually, her identity in the Jewish community was lost. But if she had been a Christian, her losing her son would have enhanced her reputation. Especially if she lost him to the church. As a monk, a priest, or a religious then she would be like God the Father, offering the Son the salvation of the world. Always pray for vocations in your family. Today, I have just returned from giving a retreat, you know, to the priest of the Passaic Eparchy. It was very well received. I was pleased. The bishop was pleased. The, pro, the monks, I mean, sure the priests were pleased because they had one of their own to talk to them, not some outsider. And I know them well. I talked to them. Some were married, some were not. Some were celibate. I talked to them about the priesthood and sacrifice whether married or not. So in marriage, there has to be sacrifice, especially for those who go to the Eucharist. There's a time when couples should be together for the sake of a child, and there's a time when they should sacrifice, especially during Lent, the great seasons, so that when they come together, it will be gently, and after a long fast, they will appreciate them, what they're getting more and be open to life. It's not the wonderful indoor sport. That's a sin. So I told the priest, because they knew that. Their prayer, this is interesting, especially the married priest, is that one of their sons will become a priest, but they pray for a celibate priest. Interesting. And they're married themselves. Religion, our Catholic religion, is a great romance. It involves men and women and God. Involves the great queen of heaven, the holy Theotokos. And you know, when God from all eternity made the soul of Mary, he delighted in her because she had a perfect soul. She had to be perfect, wholly pure and sacred because she was going to be the mother of his son. Would be that we could, in our lives, 
look upon our own mothers as a sacred treasure that gave us life and the will of God when that soul that was made before the beginning of time came down into her womb. It would be that each man could see in his wife a sacred treasure of life for the future of the church. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.